Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bears Corner. My name's Scott Gray, and today again I'm joined by uh, Callum, who is our blogger and regular on the Bears Corner now. Callum, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm excited. We're we're getting close to seeing the Rangers back again, so I'm happy. Well, from where we stand now, what we've got just over 24 hours until we see them actually back on the telly again, which I'm buzzing. It's been too long, isn't it? Oh, well. We'll come to that, but it was 17 weeks in a day since we played last to when we played Hamilton last Friday. So 17 weeks is a long, long time without Rangers in your life, man. It really is. So I think we're all kind of longing after them a wee bit. But we'll kick off the show as we done last week, although last week I think it was a wee bit later, but we'll kick off with this. <laughs> Battlefield podcast playing teaser. Now, last week you got, what was it, six out of seven? Six out of seven. Which I think is really, really good, by the way, because um, and there was somebody on Twitter who contacted me and said Matt Falco would have been one. He didn't actually get an England cap. And another one, contacted, the same guy sort of contacted me and said uh, Ray Wilkins. Ray Wilkins finished playing for England, I think it was 86, and I think he joined Rangers in 87, I think. Of oh, course. So... It was slightly out, but again, I never even thought of Ray Wilkins when I was thinking of the answers. So neither I thought I, I, I probably would have said that. I'm surprised I didn't think that. Uh huh. So it was kind of I had to check it because I thought to myself, "No, fair play. That's that's a that's a shout." But it wasn't in the end. So, but this week's is again run about an England international who played for Rangers. That isn't going to be a theme. It's just coincidence that this has happened. By the way, that there's two about England, right? But. Now, there's like different clues all the way through this. So do you want me to give you all the clues all the way through? Or the new? Or do you want me to give you clues at certain points? Uh, clues at certain points. Clues keep at certain points. Right. He started his career at Everton. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll hate to write this down, I think, because I'll forget this. Everton. Yes. He started his career at Everton. And he got one cap for England. And it was his only appearance came against Spain. Spain. Right, so that's the two clues in who do you want me to give anymore? Because there is what one, two, three, four, five, six. Right, give me another clue just now then. Right, the England manager, it's not really much a clue to be honest, but the England manager at the time when he got his debut 
with Sven, Goran, Eriksson. Right. Any early ideas? No, I don't have any ideas. This is this is harder than the one last time. Obviously, Gaza was the first one that. Yeah. I mean, but I don't have any clue just now. Yeah. Right. Cool. Um, we'll move on then, and we'll we'll go back and we'll get that speed clues. Just remind me if I forget, by the because I probably will forget. But anyway, um, we obviously recorded the show last Thursday. We put it out Friday. We had to pull the show um, because of we used a bit of music. Um, and featuring a couple of the, the new features we've got. I was kind of given the okay for the music and then told no, it would cost X amount of money. So I had to pull the show and just delete the music. So we've fixed, we've fixed that issue this week um, and we should be good to go <laughs> when this goes out. Um, so I'm quite happy about that. But obviously the Friday when the show came out, we Rangers were playing Hamilton in a closed doors game um, at Ibrox. As I said at the start of the show, it was 17 weeks and a day since we took to the Ibrooks pitch against Leverkusen and sadly a 3-1 defeat but still we got to see Rangers play live the last time who knows when we'll get to see them play live in person again um, but as we said they're on the tail of tomorrow but the Hamilton game we won 2-1 after being 1-0 done uh, we managed to, to get it back through a penalty and I love when we see that penalty Rangers thing on Rangers Twitter <laughs> that's just great that drives them nuts and I love that even in a pre-season friendly we're getting a penalty I love it um, so <laughs> that, uh, that was pleasing to see obviously uh, you might win but I suppose these games are only about winning these games are about getting fitness and match practice back after 17 weeks out uh, have you seen any of the game Callum what's your thoughts on it what, you, what did you make it I saw, I saw a couple of clips that Rangers shared I'm probably the biggest hypocrite in the world because going into this I think it's been 17 weeks since we played. They've got, they haven't had full training. They haven't been able to have full contact training for X amount of time. So just don't don't take it too much into consideration. And then we conceded. And then I was, I felt myself being angry. I was like, oh fuck, here we go again. But I wouldn't take it too too much. It's not it's not that much. It's a nice barometer of where we are. It's nice that we've come back. Do you know? So we've we've went down. Whatever happened, I didn't even see their goal. I don't think. But whatever happened, we've come back. Glad to see Manel scoring a penalty. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's. I'm just glad that we've got some game time. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to take this this next Leon game as more of a a barometer to see where we are because it's going to be it's quite a big game against Leon. They're they're a good side who haven't been playing haven't been playing that well this season. They, I think they finished seventh. So it's quite disappointing for them. The one thing about Leon is that they're quite inconsistent as well. So they've been beating, they've beaten um, Juventus this season in the Champions League, obviously. But then they were beaten by PSG, and then they they uh, were beaten by Lille. No, sorry, they beat Lille, but then were beaten by Rennes. Do you know? So it's that'll be a that'll be a good game. They're a good side, uh, Leon, obviously, and, and we'll get to them. The Hamilton game, I watched Gerard's interview after it and, and Gerard says about how we started slow. You know, that's to be expected when you've had 17 yeah. weeks, pretty much no kicking a ball, you know, and even we've only just went back into contact training, so it's been non-contact training. It's not really been training, really, as such. So it's to be accept, it's to be expected, really, that, that that would be the case. I think you're right in the sense of we went a goal down. Obviously, the it's a training exercise it's it's just fitness it's, it's getting used to the ball again it's getting yourself back in track but still to come back and, and you know and then win the game I was pleased about because Rangers it doesn't matter whether we're playing Tiddlywinks or pre-season friendly against Hamilton or the UEFA Cup final against St. Petersburg we expect to win we want to win and that's just what's in the club that's why we've won so much um, but I think Gerard pretty much summed it up pretty well you know how we started slow we came back we started to get our foot in the game. We were pressing. It was all Rangers. I mean, I think we hit the bar twice or something like that as well. It was positive signs for, for the club, you know, and also to get a run out for guys like Calvin Bassey, John McLaughlin played, Yanis Hadji was back in the team, obviously, three new summer signings. Ross McCrory, I think, got a run out. You know, to get all these guys back involved in the team again, uh, it's pretty decent for us, you know, and... and it can it can only bode well. And then we go to well, also we go to France. You've got the, the whole camaraderie side. Of it. You're going away as a group. You're going away as a team. You're going away to build that spirit again and, and integrate the new guys into it a wee bit. And 
that's all, that's all positive for us. The important thing to remember is that there is a difference between being much fit and just being fit. Yeah. Um, and this is something that is forgotten quite a lot of times. So Gerard said that when, when they came back, he was impressed with their fitness. He, he was glad that they hadn't just treated it as a holiday, that they'd yeah. gone away, they'd kept their fitness up. But that doesn't really mean anything when it comes to playing football. If you're not playing football, you're not going to be much fit. <clears throat> there's, no, there's no way to, to get around that. You can be as fit as you like, but once you go and run for 90 minutes or 45 minutes in this case, you will be knackered. Yeah. So it's, I'm glad that we're getting in as many friendlies just to reintegrate ourselves into the, the actual game rather than just being fit. See, I've been critical of Rangers in the past because I don't feel as though we're that much a threat at Connors at times. And when we do get our head on a pole, usually it flies over the bar or whatever. You know, Golson's had a couple. Big Nico, obviously, he's one at Parkhead and he's had a couple of sides for that as well. But I don't think we did it consistent enough. Calvin Bassey had an effort before he scored the goal um, in which he met Borna Barisic's cross at the back post. That's, a, that's positive for me, Calvin Bassey. That's a, two, two we're talking about, a goal and a, and a chance where he's was on the end of a, a cross and it fit for a set piece, a corner. In this case, I think we need to, we need to use that avenue more. You know, Rangers, Rangers teams in the past, Richard Goff's in it, Terry Butcher, obviously, you know, we can bring it to modern day, Craig Moore, Lorenzo Amoruso, even big David Weir at times. We've always chipped in with a few goals, you know, for set a half, especially set pieces. I just don't think we're doing enough of that. I'm, uh, I'm glad you've said that because obviously when I do my, I'll do my feature later on about who we're signing, I've looked at players who, regardless of whether or not we need the position, it just so happens today that we're coming on to centre-backs, I do feel like we need centre-backs. Yeah. I've looked at what we need. What we have just now is not a, not a defence that, you know, heed the ball very well. Uh-huh. From corners, we've ne- it's, been, it's been a long time since we've been good at corners, I feel. Even under Warburton, these, these short corner play, do you know, it, was, it just wasn't good. So the players that I've been <clears throat> looking at today, both are quite good from the corner. Um so definitely need that's an area that, that I'm glad that Bassey has to his game. If well, if he does, it's only one chance. But if he does, it's it's a promising thing. Yeah. Another player to get a run out in the game was, was Jamie Murphy. Now, I really like Jamie Murphy in a Rangers jersey. I think he scored some decent goals for us in the limited time that he really had in the Rangers jersey, to be honest. And then obviously he had that horrendous injury um at Kilmarnock and he's never really came back for it. I think going out and loan was probably decent for him in terms of getting, as you said, match, mm-hmm. match fitness, match play actual games, real games rather than training and training matches, etc. And obviously Jamie Murphy's in the back. I, I honestly think Jamie Murphy has a part to play for us this season. If so obviously he's in general's play plans, but I think he's good enough to play a part for us this season. I do as well. He's he's a player that he, he clearly knows about the club. Do you know what I mean? He wants to be here. He um. He, he could have turned around and said, no, I'm not going to go out and loan. I'd just like to kind of go away. Um, but he's, he's got that attitude that I think is right. He, he realised that he wasn't going to... Sitting on the bench for 70 minutes this coming season or this past season wouldn't have done him any good. So yeah, he's went yeah. down to Burton. He's obviously... He was quite a big hit there. So I think scored some decent goals for them. Um, and he's, he's a player that... I actually hate when people say this, right? I usually do hate it. But it'll be like a new signing for us. And I, think, I, hate, I hate when people say that because it's like, I, I like a new signing. Do you know what I mean? But I think he will be a, a new signing for us. It's just something that he's got something quite different to what we have already. I don't think we have that much natural width. Our players kind of play almost as second strikers at times. Yeah. Haji, obviously, he just wants to be down the middle. And Ryan Kent, this, the same kind of story. But Jamie Murphy's always traditionally been a winger. He's not bothered about going down the middle too much so I think he'll he'll bring something different yeah obviously we drew a level with like Calvin Bassey um, and for what we can see in the highlights for Rangers TV and also reading uh, Nick Thompson for Rangers Media his uh, match report on the on the website we battered them after that and it was just a kind of how much really we would score by obviously or we would win by sorry obviously it went on a wee bit and then Alfie wins the penalty, takes the penalty, scores the penalty. And I said on Twitter, Alfredo Morelos back in the Rangers jersey, scoring goals at any any game, I don't care, yeah. is a welcome sight for me. Definitely. He's uh, he's always been a player that kind of defied opinion, but 
his, his goals doesn't. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter how many goals you score a season, or sorry, what else you do in a season. If you score as many goals as he does, then he's always going to be a, a favourite, isn't he? It kind of takes us on to Morelos in, in the next point that we're going to bring up. And you said yourself, it divides opinion within our own fan base. It divides opinion, never mind outside our own fan base. I've made no secret. I love Alfredo Morelos. I love everything about Alfredo Morelos. Um, I, th- I think what he brings to the team is scary at times, how good he actually is. I ran a wee poll on Twitter yesterday asking, on the back of uh, Jordan Campbell at the, the Athletic, he ran an article yesterday saying, is it time for, Mar- for Rangers to cash in on Morelos and reinvest in maybe two, three, four players throughout the squad? I can see the logic in it. But part of me, and I don't know if it's the heart rule on the head or whatever, but part of me turns around and says, well, A, I don't think it's the climate to sell Alfredo Morelos. I don't think you'll get maximum value for him, for what he's actually worth. And if you look at his European goals, that should add so many more on his, his price tag. It's scary. Then I turn around and I say, well, actually, no, part of me wants to see Alfredo Morelos win the title here. I think he would combust with the title, to be honest with you. I think he would just go nuts, even more nuts than he already is. Um, so I ran a wee poll. I think when I last checked, it was something like 50-50 near enough, you know, of it, whether there was to go or, or, or we keep him. I voted to keep him. You voted to keep him. What do you, what do you think? Obviously, I know I know where you vote, what, you, what you're thinking, but just add to it a wee bit. We don't really want to see Morelos going, do we, unless it's astronomical figures. I used to think that it was a, a case between my heart and my head. My heart said keep him, my head said sell him. But it just doesn't seem logical just now. If he is, if he is, and I don't think he is, I'll, I'll say that, I don't think he's the type of player who will really drop tools this season if he doesn't get a move. Yeah. It's not the right time to, to, to sell him. He Next season, say we're sitting here in 12 months' time and he's just won the title, maybe even the Scottish Cup as well, gotten quite far in Europe. His, his price tag's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. There's no other way about it. We can't sit here and undervalue our own players anymore. He is not going to go for his maximum value, just as you said just now, because there's quite a lot of reasons. Football being the main one, we're not playing football. Teams are losing money. Um, and I, I personally, even from a financial point of view, however much we'd get from just now, I would rather spend on the areas that we need, because we don't need a striker just now for to start, we don't need a starter striker just now. We've got one. I would rather spend it on probably the midfield and out wide. And if we then had to go and spend, because there's a big difference between what we've been doing in the past and what we're going to be doing now, we're going to be spending quite a lot of money on few players rather than you know, few couple of hundred thousand here and there, maybe a million on 10 players. We don't need that anymore. So if we had to, we had to spend five, six million on one player, I would much rather it be out wide or in the middle. Yeah. I just don't think if I don't think, especially in the current financial climate, I don't think we're gonna get a player that's gonna score that many goals for anything near what we paid for Alfie. It's gonna be, you know, four times the price, five times the price. And I just don't think it's the right time just now. We don't have an unlimited amount of money and for what money we do have that it's much better spent in the middle of the park for someone to partner Jack and out wide and next season when he does when he finishes as top scorer this season when he's won the S- the SPFL when he's won the Scottish Cup and when he's in the let's say last eight of Europe Hopefully. then we'll sell him do you know what I mean playing devil's advocate though in Flipmat he said spending that money elsewhere right and, and, and I agree with you however what, what Jordan's article was alluding to as well is if, if you then get in whatever it is from Morelos, you're not replacing like for like as such because I don't think we can and you've just said that. I think what he, what he was meaning is we could maybe go and say get that winger, get that centre midfielder, get two strikers. Who knows what that money could get you? And I understand that side of it. And yeah. it probably would add to the quality. However, it's a risk. It is a risk, and this is the thing that we've been talking about with youth, is that it's just not the season for risk. Um, I I would like to think that if we sold him this season for however much money he went for, we could get a starting centre midfielder, a starting right mid, a starting striker, but the reality is probably not. Yeah. You know, However much he goes for, he has probably, 
his value has increased, you know, tenfold since he came here, even more. You, you just you just won't get the same quality of player, and that's the type of thing that we should be looking for. We should be looking to spend seven, eight, nine times the amount of money on his replacement because we can't go down. We can't then buy in a player who's going to score half the goals that he scored in Europe, half the goals. Do you know what I mean? You you said it last time. We win the title next season, then we keep going. We don't just stop them. It's not about them. It's about us. Yeah. So I just I can't see how it's the right time to sell them. Maybe there's people out there who are more optimistic than I am that we can sell them and then go on and spend it amazingly on three starting players. And I, it's not to say that I don't have faith in our scouting team. It's that I just don't think it's the right time. Climate-wise, it's, I just can't see it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. 100% I wouldn't sell them this year unless the figures were through the roof and it was yeah. monumental so I'm just fair enough I can see the logic behind it however I believe we need to build around Morelos this season I think we need to do whatever we need to do to get the best out of Morelos for the full season not just for new to Christmas or whenever it has mm-hmm. to be that we, we have to do whatever we need we need to do make sure Morelos thrives in that team He's moody. Well, he comes across as moody. We don't know him personally. We don't know if he is moody. He might be the nicest person in the world. I don't know. I've never met him. But he comes across on the park as kind of moody and selfish at times. We have to make sure we're doing everything we can to make Manilos happy. That's how I feel about it. And and if we can do that, and that's that's the enigma that is Manilos. And it's that's why Gerard gets paid the big bucks that he gets paid. It's why Walter Smith get paid the big bucks he get paid when Gascoigne was there. It's it's all about managing that talent and ensuring that talent thrives within our current setup. And if we can add to it and help him, great. You mentioned how he's he's quite selfish, and I I, I like to see that that's quite a a target point for a lot of the media in this country. That it's that it's some kind of bad thing. If you want a player in your pitch to be selfish, it's not your centre back. You know when he's hogging yeah. on the ball when you've got a a pressing forward right in front of him. It's your striker. So that. That element to his game, where he just he just desperate to score, he's desperate to be the best. If he is doing it to try and get himself a big move, that doesn't bother me whatsoever. If he wants to be the best in the country, so that other teams will look at him, that's fine. Just keep yeah. going the way he's going because he is the best in the country, I think. And you need a bit of that selfishness to his game. Otherwise, if he's just passing hidden there, then do you know what I mean? Just play him at centre attacking mid. If he was like that, yeah, it's just not. <laughs> you want him. You want him to have those that selfishness to his game. When he's on his game, he's unplayable. And we've mm. seen it in Europe. He's terrorised some of the teams in Europe this year and last year. He's he's dragged us. I mean, you only need to think of the final game, the goals in the final game. Scary, scary, scary goals, man. The, the header, you know. And it, it, the wee guy's just when he's on his game, he's the best in this country. Barman. And I know we're, we're, we're biased in that because we're Rangers sports, but he is the best in the country, Barman. He's got everything to his game when he's focused. So many people focus on the fact that he's no scored against Celtic. I couldn't care less. He's terrorised them when he's played them. He's yeah. gave them nightmares. He's allowed other people to come through and score goals and, and, and etc. Do you know what I mean? That's that's the kind of player he has. He doesn't need to be... I will score a majority of our goals, but he doesn't need to be scoring... Every single week, you know, the things that he does in the game helps others, it brings others into the game. That's the point that we need to get with Morelos. We need to get his head straight that even if you don't go on the score sheet today, make sure that you're the handful that you always are. Do you know what I mean? In, in these big games, make sure that you're there and you're providing for other people as well. That's one of the things that I quite like about what they say. You know, we'll beat them, whether it be 1-0, 2-0, whatever, and they'll say, I bet he never scored again today. I, I couldn't care you like couldn't care less who scores. As long as someone scores, it really doesn't matter to me who scores. Yep, yep. Big Nico's head up done that. That was enough for me. Do you know what I mean? That sent me. I don't know. I've watched that game the other day. It still gives me goosebumps. It's fine in that goal, man. Great goal. Just how, just how it gets up. I mean, I think it's thirty-five million pound higher that he beats to the ball. The man that's going to Milan the now that Milan will make a bid for. Scary stuff. There you go. <laughs> that's that's maybe the, the compliance Scottish media again. I don't know. I don't know if any of Milan's watching this, but you've just surprised them there. <laughs> we get to so it's just put them on it. And Napoli, he's went, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned Leon. Obviously, that's taking a step up. Well, not a step up for Hamilton. It's taking about five or six steps up for Hamilton, to be quite honest. 
And it also brings us back in direct competition, whether it's friendly or no, direct competition with Moussa Dembele, which I think will be exciting. And we've already set Calvin Bassey's his mission. And I know he's accepted it, so don't let us do Calvin because you're trying to try prove yourselves an Rangers person. Make sure you get there and just, just smash him. That's what we want you to do. Ah, that's what we want you to do. So, um, Leon, you mentioned a wee bit of their stats there. Good side. Really, really good side. And I think it'll be a, a right good test for us. They are. They're a really good side. And more than just being a good team, they've got, you'd probably say, 11 good players in that starting lineup who, in their own right, can be very good on their day. And it just it depends whether or not we turn up. I think some people will, will have us into this game written off already, but I think it will depend whether or not we turn up how, how it goes off because as I said before they are quite inconsistent do you know 8th for a, or 7th sorry for a team like Leon. to me that's a surprise and you could attribute that to other teams in the league like Ren example having really good seasons but when the cards are on the table and you look at the individual players in the teams Leon should probably be second for me because they've got Moussa Dembele who is much as he's in Arsenal he's a He's a brilliant player. He's a really, really good player. He's been linked to the top clubs for a good reason. They've got they've got a decent keeper in Anthony Lopez. They've got decent in the middle of the park. You know that boy, um, uh, Jean Luc, the Brazilian boy. Anyway, they've got loads of good players. Who, when you stack them up individually against our players, you know they are a higher quality. But you know we've beaten teams that are better than us before. So yeah. I would I would like to think that. We won't come into this game with our heads down. I think we'll have a point to prove. Memories also has gone away to Leon at a 3 0 scudding. We get them in the Champions League under Walter. Absolute battered them. Big Jig and Demarcus Beasley and Big Dan Cousin. But, uh, what a performance that was, you know. And if we can go and do that, I don't care if it's a pre season friendly. I've been starved oh, really? of football that long. Well, I've starved the Rangers that long that I want to see us go again. They could beat me someday. Let's let's build into the Leverkusen game and the, obviously Aberdeen game before it. But let's build into the two games, flying confidence wise, flying in, in terms of we oh, actually played well, we're winning games convincingly. Let's get that feeling back because it's been too long. That's been since December. We've not had that. Yeah, it's been that long. I'm I'm quite guilty of treating every single game like it's the Europa League final. Do you know what I mean? I just anytime you see Rangers score, you just you make yourself look like a bit of a dick because you're <laughs> so I, I, just said, I don't care if it is if you are in Europe or it is a friendly I'll, if we go in and get a good result there I'll be delighted mm-hmm. definitely and then we move on to obviously Nice um, on Saturday um, again another good side a side that probably are, I think they're quite underrated at times do you know what I mean because I do think that they're, they're a, they'll be a good test for us again that's what I like about these two matches it's not no disrespect to Hamilton because Hamilton gave us a really, really good game. Obviously, it's only 2-1 and it was a good workout for the for the guys by all accounts. I think this is different. This this is a step up. This is the test it is in these two games. It has to be treated as, right, we want to win this. We want to go into this, you know, with the right attitude and the right... Can it be treated as a kickabout and a friendly? And it, let's go and let's try and match these teams and beat them. And I think then... Especially for us, because mentally is where we struggle. It's no talent. Talent we've got in abundance. You know, we can, we can match MD in the league. We can beat MD in the league, as we've shown. But mentality of getting into a game and, and it being a tricky game and finding a way to win is where sometimes we're found wanting a wee bit. And I think even these two friendlies will help in that regard. I think so too. They're, nice are another team, as you've said, that if, if you look at them individually, they've got their keeper, Benitez, the Argentine. He's a brilliant player. They've got their um, oh, that boy. That he's a he's a, a wing back and a midfielder at the same time. It's Atal or something like that. I think he might be Moroccan or something. He they have got some amazing players. So if we go up against them and we get a decent result, do you know what I mean? It's it makes us look great going into the season. I, I think so. I th- I, th- I think it will be it'll be a boost to the players. Obviously, it's it's Vieira coming up against Steven Gerrard again as well this time. The, the managerial side of things, um, which is quite interesting. You know, it's Arsenal, Liverpool back in the day when they were knocking lumps with each other, and Vieira, what a player he was as well. So I, I, I'm looking forward to the two games. I think it will be decent to see us 
against that calibre of opposition. I think it's a huge test for the club, given that we've not played much football and we've not been in training that long, really, contact training. We're, uh, we're done an injustice, I think, with the media in our country, especially when it comes to valuing our players. And it might turn out that we get thumped in both games, whatever. It might not. But if we go there and make a make a statement for ourselves, you know, against players like um, we signed that boy from Ajax, Casper Dahlberg, who is a few years ago anyway, he was one of the top youngsters in the world. Do you know what I mean? So if we if we go and make a, a statement against players like that, against a player like Patrick Vieira, who's their their head coach now, <clears throat> it'll be it'll be good for one confidence and two just showing that what we can actually do because it, the the story told of Rangers by the media is not the actual story, certainly yeah. not in this country. Our players are a lot better than, than what the media would have you think. Yeah. You've, uh, you've said about players being highly rated, etc. We have a few at our club, one being Kai Kennedy, and there's been a lot of talk about him in the last couple of days of rejecting a new contract. I've been told that he could possibly find a new club. Now, there's confusion in this because we don't know if it's done to an agent trying to kind of work the kid a wee bit and, and, and get a bigger move. Or if it is genuinely down to Kai Kennedy himself, um, I trust Stephen Gerrard and Ross Wilson in whatever they choose to do. I do think we've only seen Kai Kennedy a couple of times, really. We've seen him on loan at, at Dundee, where he played really well. But uh, we can't be held to ransom by a boy who's yet to make his name. Yeah. I um, I need to remember at times that we are in better days now with people who we can trust because my head, and I could be totally far out for this, but my head straight went to Billy Gilmore and I was just like, again, you know, if we're going to let, this is a boy who's attracted interest from Manchester City and Bayern Munich, if we're going to let him go for, it'll probably be nothing this time if he needs to sign a new contract compared to what do we get half a mil from Billy Gilmore. It's just, it's like Groundhog Day and it'd be sickening to see players in the first team my my go-to would be Brandon Barker, who's not getting a game, who's taking quite a hefty wage compared to something that Kai Kennedy would be after. But I do trust Ian Gerrard and I do trust Ross Wilson to do the best thing for our club. It's just like you need to remember that we're not in those days anymore where the people in our club just aren't here for the yeah. benefit of us. Yeah. I just, I don't like how he's... And again, we don't know. You don't know the facts, do you know what I mean? So it's hard to comment on. It, it might be totally wrong, but if it is a younger player holding the club to ransom, then yeah, we need we need to get shot at him. However, if it's generally an agent who's advising him wrong, which I would probably go down that route to be honest. If I'm trying, if, I'm, if I was nailing my colours to the mast here, but it's, I mean, you've yet to make your name. Why not break into the Rangers team? Yeah, do your best. Well, as you well deserve what you're asking for. You've just said that, Brandon Barker. Brandon Barker's sitting in that bench. Well, I don't think he's been seen at pre-season, to be honest, but he's usually been sitting in that bench. That has to be your target, first and foremost. For me, for Kai Kennedy this year, I would have been looking at Robbie McCrory and saying, right, he's went to a Premier League club. I want to go to a high-end championship club or a Premier League club and get game time and show that I can do it at this level domestically. Then come back to Rangers and show the coaching staff what you can do in a, in a Rangers team and pre-season friendlies, etc. and try and break into that team. How Whether he's been advised wrong, we don't know. But it's certainly, certainly not something we want to see because he is highly rated and he's somebody that I was looking forward to seeing in a Blue Jersey more regularly. Yeah, I'm glad that you've differentiated between Robbie McCrory and Brandon Barker because if I was Kai Kennedy, I wouldn't be looking at Barker and thinking, I want to be you because yeah. that would do him no good. We've said this a hundred times that if Kai Kennedy was sitting on the bench 85% of the time, then he wouldn't he wouldn't improve. I don't think Brandon Barker has improved since he got here. No. So that's not that's not what he needs. I, I really do hope that it is just a bit of agent play. Because I don't I wouldn't like to see this again because I think he, he could turn into be a, a quality player. Yeah. I, I just we need to remember that we are in stupid times with money. Do you know what I mean? And players that are my age, even younger I'm twenty two, so he's even younger than me. They're asking for stupid amounts of money when you would just like to hope that they'd, they'd realise how good they've got it being here because they actually do. The, the youth facilities, the youth academy, the training facilities, the pitch, the club, it's all to the top standard. I don't know where he's going to go and get it much better than here 
fair enough. If he wants, to, if he's been turned by Man City or Bayern Munich, then I can't, I can't blame him. That's that's absolutely fine. But in order to progress as a footballer, you would, oh God, you'd bite your arm off to go to a club like Rangers, who who yep. do value their youth players certainly these days. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. We only hope that it gets resolved and what's best for, for Rangers and also Kai Kennedy because he came through the youth ranks. As we seen him last season, I think, once in a pre-season friendly, was it? And it was pretty decent. I wouldn't like to put a dampener on his prospects. I think he's a brilliant player, but I think we need to remember that Billy Gilmore is actually quite a rarity going to a club like Chelsea, especially Chelsea in particular, and managing to get into that first team. Yeah. Because Chelsea, at the time... I was totally wrong, obviously. At the time, I said, I was on about, why on earth would he move to Chelsea? They're a club notorious for ruining youth prospects. You look at the likes of, I don't know, Lucas Piazon, um, Bertrand Traore. You've got all these players. Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne is another one. Yeah, exactly. The biggest one. Slightly slightly bigger name than the two. (laughs) But they've been shipped out to stupid clubs and the tests and all that. Do you know what I mean? So Billy Gilmore is actually quite a rare occurrence. I don't know the last time that a player that young moves to a team like Chelsea and really grabbed it like that. So I don't think that it's always greener on the or always bluer on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, uh, Chelsea obviously had a transfer embargo and they had Frank Lampard come in who wanted to give you a chance, which is great mm-hmm. for them. Um, flip that now, the embargo's away. And they're starting to sign with their spending power again. Does Billy Gilmore still get the same opportunities? If no, I'm sure Frank, you could send them up to your pal Stevie G Ibrox and we would look after him and we would we would play him. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I, I actually thought that was gonna happen when he first moved. I thought he'd be loaned back, but it's, to, to be fair to him, he's done really well. Um and a player that gets a lot of stick, especially recently, is Jorginho. And I think he's a brilliant player. I think there's a reason that Sarri had him at Napoli and then wanted him at Chelsea. He's just yes. not fit into the Premier League at all. And if he was to go back to Italy, I think he'd be a brilliant player. But you'd want to be playing Billy Gilmore over Jorginho just now if you were that <laughs> wrong guy. Because Jorginho is, what is he, 28, I think. He's not going to get that much better. Whereas Billy Gilmore's got 15 years ahead of him. So, I don't know. Just... It's bad, it's bad. But we'll go back to the teaser and we'll give you the next three clues, right? And this is the last three. Well, technically it's kind of four clues, but one kind of leads into the first one. So I said he started his career at Everton, making his professional debut. And this season, I've checked it, the season is 96, 97. That's when he made his, you know, that's before you were born, remember? So yes. this is about, <laughs> um, <laughs> he, get, he get one cap for England, making uh-huh. his only appearance against Spain. And the England manager that gave him that cap, Sven Goran Eriksson. So, he signed for Rangers in 2001 and made his debut against Airdrie in the CIS Cup. His debut He's versus who, sorry? Airdrie in the CIS Cup. Okay. Right. He scored three goals for Rangers and his first one came in the UEFA Cup. And he cost right. the club he cost the club six point five million pounds. Alright. So that's that's all the that's all the clues that I'm that I've got. Um, I could probably make up other ones, but we'll know because it might get away, and we'll come back to it at the end. Um, if MD knows it, great. Um, but obviously, we'll give you all, all we can give you, Carl. <laughs> um, right through the transfer window feature. So last week we started with the goalkeepers. Um, so today we're going to go into the centre backs, and this is a good one because this is a position that we need massively. I think. Um, I don't know what Steven Gerrard is thinking just now. I don't know if he looked at the injury to Katic and think and thought, well, I've got Goldson, I've got Hollander, I've got Edmonton, and I've got um, Calvin Bassey. You can also play there. I don't know if he finished the season off 
and thought, right, we conceded some really sloppy goals last season. We need another player in. So I've got two suggestions today. They're both the opposite. One is 33 and the other is 21. I think he's 21. First one is Lamine Sane. He's 33. He's six feet three and he's currently without a club. So this is the one he spent last season for with FC Utrecht. So this is the one that I would possibly be looking into signing on a, a year a year deal, replace Nikola Katic. Um, he only made a single appearance for Utrecht last season because he signed a short-term deal from January to August. And obviously that's a bit rubbish. Um, or sorry, January to July. Um, so now without a club, he made 30 appearances for Orlando FC the season before that. So, and the best thing about this, by saying someone that nobody's heard of, is that if I get this totally wrong, you, you won't know. <laughs> I only watched about 15 minutes of clips of him. I just, I'd heard of him, that he was without a club, and I kind of keep tabs on players who we need that don't have a club, because who doesn't love a good free sign? He, from the 15 minutes or so that I did watch, he actually seemed quite useful going forward, particularly for in the corner, so that's Number one, we need that. <laughs> That's yep, 100%. Turn me on to him. Um, we really need to improve from that. I think Katic's goal against them was quite quite rare. Do you know, we just we don't have that. And we we need to differentiate. We could go sign someone who's six feet ten. Doesn't mean they're good in the air just because they're tall. So he's six feet three, so it's still quite tall. But he's actually quite technical. But the the thing that scared me here is because I was watching the first half of this video and he was, I wouldn't say he was pissing about with the ball, but he he knew to control it. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, that's something that I'd, I don't love that much. Because sometimes, how many times have I been sat at Ibrox and I think, fuck, gold to him, you just get rid of it. Aye. But he also knows to do that when you have to. He's confident enough in his own ability so that he can chest it down control it and then do something around the forward but he's also he knows when he's got pressure behind him and he's thinking right I just need to launch this and that's what I love I think we need a player like that because I think Golden's a bit of a bomb skid at times I even think Katic showed quite a lot last season just through inexperience I'm sure he'll grow into be a much better centre half he also showed that he just he doesn't know when to just fucking get rid of it and that cost us last season um, See just what you've said there, Callum. I think as well what, what we underestimate as a Ranger and a Rangers centre half is most of your attacks start there because we play it for the back. So yeah. our centre halves have to have good distribution. They have to have. Otherwise, it's highlighted more than what it is in another team. You know, if you've got somebody that's just a stopper and they go into a Livingston team or they go into an Aberdeen team and Rangers who have most of the ball, they'll stand out. However, if that player can't then do the other side of the centre-half game and, and, and distribute play well and, and, and start start for the back, basically, then he gets noticed in an Rangers team. So nice. where are centre-halves might have 15, 20 forward passes, a half maybe, you know, maybe more than that. At Aberdeen, that, you might not even have that in a game. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So I think that's where it gets highlighted. So important to make that point about knowing what to do and when to put it out and when not to put it out. I think that's key in a Rangers team. That's when you need to differentiate between the physical side of football and the mental side of football. I wouldn't thank you for signing a player who all he does was hoof it 30 yards because he's not going to fit into our team very well. As you say, we play out from the back. That's one of the reasons why Fodringham, in my eyes, was a great keeper because of his distribution. It was was incredible at times. And you didn't have to rely too much on the centre-backs to get that distribution because they could pass back to Fodringham who would know when to launch yeah. Um, <clears throat> but knowing when you just think, right, I'm one nil up. I've got three minutes left. I don't need to find Morelos with a pass here. I just need to get it, get it gone. So that's that's what I liked about him. Um, well, I've got notes here. What else? So I've, I've written when necessary. He isn't afraid to just punt it. So <laughs> that's what I like. How many times we asked that of our own centre halves? And I, I am being harsh here. I will be harsh, and I'll say that even Edmondson at times last season, you think, do you know, he was showing that just, just get it rid, get rid of it. 
So that's that's the one reason, or the main reason, why I think Lamine Sane, who was from Utrecht last season, would be a good sign. Uh, I didn't actually write down, I wish I'd written down his goals, but over his career, I think he had something like 12 goals, you know what I mean? So he can go up there as well. Um, Now, the one I would probably say, the player who I would like most, maybe out of this whole 11, would be Rick van Drongelen from Hamburg. He's Saint-Thomas football manager, by the way. Oh, you should. He is a, a beast. <laughs> so you've heard of him. Yeah, he's good. He's a good player, that boy. And I got excited by this one because he's a a big name. You know, people have heard of him. He's inexpensive, and he'd never been linked. And then I went on Twitter just to see what his fans were saying about him. And somebody was like, "So I've been hearing that people want Rick Fun." And I was like, "Fuck!" And it was a Rangers fan. <laughs> anyway, he's played for Hamburg since 2017, so he's played there for about three years. Transfermarkt has got him value at 5 million euros, although he was wanted by another team in Germany in the top flight because Hamburg are playing their football in the second division just now. He was wanted by a team in the top flight for around 8 million euros. That, to me, is a steal. Honestly, I would. this is the player. He's a left-sided centre-half. I would risk looking like a dick and see he could probably come in and dislodge Hollander. I, I think he's that good. And the Bundesliga is a, t- is a league that I've watched quite a lot. Yeah. I haven't watched too much of the, the second Bundesliga, but I like Kamberg, so I have been watching them. Um, he's six foot two, so again, he's not huge, but he's, he's tall enough for a centre-back. He, the best thing I like about him is he's really aggressive, but he's not like... I think he only got four yellow cards last season. He's not overly... He's not a liability. The player that you, you wouldn't want to count on when... Do you know what I mean? Uh, when you're in that type of game, say if we're playing Aberdeen or Celtic, he's not the player you think. He's a bomb screen. He's going to get sent off. Um, the one thing I liked about him is that he doesn't give his opponent a lot of time on the ball. And I think there's forwards in this league. I'm not going to name any names, but I think they will bottle it. If they're, if they're being made to rush, I think they'll shit themselves and they'll just, they'll just make mistakes. So yeah. if you've got that player who can really press a forward. I think that, that'll work out perfectly in this league. Himself, from what I've seen, not that I've not seen that much of him going forward, but he seems quite decent on the on the ball himself, especially from over the top, which we play like that. So if we play from out from the back, do you know what I mean? He could easily find Morelos with a pass and that's what I quite liked. Um I've written, I've, I would argue for days that he'd walk into our team. Sorry, Hollander. But what Hollander lacks in pace, he doesn't. So he's got all that elements to his game. He's a decent defender. He's a decent stopper. He can find a pass, but he's just not slow. And that's one thing I really think holds Hollander back, that there's some forwards in this league who are quite quick. And I think if Goldson was playing next to Hollander. This is just a hypothetical situation. It could have happened last season. Goldson's one of the ones who will dive into a challenge without even thinking sometimes. Once he's out of the game, because we play so wide and so pressing with our fullbacks, they're already up the pitch. If you had one centre, one defender back, you just wouldn't want it to be Hollander because he would just be lost. I just think that he's, he's too slow. And Again, that, playing devil's advocate and flat map. I think Hollander's reading of the game means he doesn't get caught uh, for pace. And I think that's why he's probably our best centre or certainly is one of our best centre halves. Because he's reading of the game, he's experiencing the game really, really, you know, even putting him next to that boy that you're talking about there, if that were yeah. if ever became a Rangers player, it'd be great then. And that's obviously the whole point of this. It's, it's players that, that we could sign. However, we might know, we might, I don't know. The boy's certainly, he's, his status in the game is rising, you know, he's... he's his name in the game for Eisen. And if you put next, him next to somebody like Hollander who can teach him maybe that side, that kind of mental side that we bit more in reading the game, I think you get mm-hmm. the best of both there. You know, and, and, and that's, that's, that's a positive about Hollander. Yeah, no, I do. And I, it makes it seem like I, I'm only putting him in there because he's a left-sided centre-half. Yeah. Where yeah. I don't want to be unflattering to Hollander because I think he is a good player. Um, what was I going to say? Um, he is that type of player who you could you you probably go on either side. You can play left back as well, which it doesn't hurt. Always having someone yeah. that can versatile. Um, 
he just he was someone that I would I would love out of the whole eleven that I'm going to do or twenty two because I'm going to do two two players a week. He's he's probably I would even say number one because it's just and it's someone whose stock is rising. We've got that Dutch connection already. Yeah, um, and the Hamburg connection. Yeah, and Hamburg. Um, so he would be he'd be quite high on my list. By the way, we are going to have cracking couple of teams here that. Football manager players could really benefit from even if they just didn't. Do you know what I mean? So if you do play football manager like myself, and by the way, that Hamburg season, and my mates will laugh at me for this if they're listening because I go on about it all the time, but I won the league and got promoted. And you know, I just said something, just chuck my CV in there for when Stevie G goes to Liverpool, if he ever does, that I'm, <laughs> I'm here, I'm ready to go. Um, I, I wouldn't take much persuasion, put it that way. Um, and... No, I think I think that's a good wee feature. The health that we can see different players that maybe people don't people don't know, you know, because uh, with Sky losing the rights to the Spanish league and, and things, it's it's harder now. I, I feel we watch other football by English because I mean, even the BT you now, BT have lost the Scottish games. A lot of people might cancel their BT subscription now, so they won't get the Bundesliga, they won't get the Serie A and things like that. You know, a lot of people won't know these players now because. They simply are no paying the money, and it's quite right because it's a lot to pay in of five, six different subscriptions for for different TV channels. So this is a good wee insight, and obviously something came out for in terms of we got one right. Luckily that Rangers signed them, it wouldn't be any in the nose we know. But if it was a thing, great, we'd be like, well, see, we've got a track record here. You need to listen to us. But um, no, I think that was pretty. I think that was pretty good, and it yeah. moves us on again. We're going to tie back in a wee bit to the Leon game because. Throughout the season, we're hopefully going to do some uh, match review pods. We'll do a lot. I don't know if we'll do everyone, but we'll certainly do a lot. Um, and they'll be called over the 90 minutes. And I've already put some stuff on Twitter about it and, and other social media platforms that the Leon game's going to be my first and me and you will be there. Whether we're joined by somebody else yet, we're not sure, but me and you will certainly be, be doing it. Um, we'll be recording it straight after the game on Thursday night. It'll hopefully go on Friday, but I was thinking maybe possibly do some live ones couple of weeks maybe and see how that works I'm not sure and I don't know your thoughts on that but we'll just see but I'm looking forward to it getting into the football side of things rather than what we've just been doing and speculating just to just to go back to that sort of if Rangers are watching this comes as a package deal by the way so this is like a Kettlewell Ferguson sort of thing you go ahead man in a battle fever pod is no more <laughs> we're off well, um, we can still be like Oh, what the fuck were you doing? <laughs> Hamilton. Oh, so not with you, you brought him on. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So, um, I but the Leon uh, review pod um, over the 90 minutes, I'm looking forward to actually getting into football and, and looking at, at, at passages of play, looking at goals that have been scored, looking at team selections, rather than, I think we should do this and I think this is going to happen. Just expect... Just expect a long analysis from that because I miss football, honestly. <laughs> I think we're on that boat though now, and I think it'll be welcomed now. I don't know if you've seen this, Cal, but it's maybe me looking into things too much, but I sometimes just have a wee look and see what maybe other people are saying about our podcast. And in general, everybody's, obviously our podcasts are Rangers related. I've only seen one not negative comment about ours, um, and it was specifically about ours and the we welcome the Chase podcast, which is more, um, and saying about how that isn't very good, right? No, I don't mind people thinking that. It's no matter, that's doesn't bother me in the slightest, right? Then today we're putting our views out there. People can take them as an agreement, or they can take them and disagree them, and don't think we're right. And but that's fine. That's the whole point, right? It's the whole point of the Rangers fan base as well as we all have different opinions. I would just say to that person though, don't view it, don't tune in. Do you know what I mean? Just just ditch it. You don't need to slate it. I believe we have too many, and he didn't really slate it to be fair, right? He just said it would, it would flop like ours, right? And I believe it was in reference to Ricky, and obviously Baz is involved in the Two Lads podcast, which I think will be tremendous, and they've got huge things coming up in the coming weeks, and I think it'll be tremendous. But just don't view it. Why waste your breath? <laughs> we would get enough. Um, I quite like, uh, what's his name? I have to give him a shout-out. Um, CR3 Loyal. Have you seen yeah. his seen his videos? Yeah. I quite like watching his. And I always comment on them and I always like them because I, like, um, I like how Rangers have got this sort of wide-reaching wide, wide reaching fans who all have their own sort of 
podcast. Um, and he was getting slated from Celtic because of his Dykes video. And it made its way onto Celtic Twitter with this, this boy who's quite big. And you get enough from them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you get exactly. enough from them so that we don't need to be... Exactly. I believe we should all be standing together, united. We're all get one common love, and that's Rangers. So any sort of positive kind of outlook on it. I think he was. I think the boy was basically getting the point that there is already two or three big Rangers podcasts out there. Of course, there is. I've listened to them for years. Four yeah. lads had a dream. Heart and hand, the Rangers podcast. They are tremendous, and they guys should. They guys should never stop them and they're because they do a tremendous job. We're only trying to merely add wee bits to what's already a great amount of Rangers content out there. If would, you don't like it, don't listen to it. I would understand if, if listening to us took away from that. Do you know what I mean? If there could yeah. only be one Rangers podcast and people love those and they they don't want us interfering, then fair enough. You can listen to them all or you can listen to none of them. Also, I think it, it probably having a few of them is a good thing because... I mean, heart in hand, and four lads, ten a bit of abuse. We didn't, despite interviewing Castor, we didn't get any abuse because they're much bigger than us, obviously, right? And and they ten a wee bit of abuse for the Castor thing with the Sports Direct confusion and that, but how they didn't hold the club to account, apparently. They did hold the club to account. They were told stuff by Castor and by the club on the basis that that's, that's the truth. And they guys reported that back to fans as being the truth. As I did when I interviewed Tom Behan for, for, for Castor, there was no agenda. There was no, there was nothing like that. If you feel as though only having one or two fans podcast is best, then and if you're in the opinion then that they two get they two podcasts are only there to benefit the club and no hold the club to account, then does it no benefit the wider fan base to have a wider range of podcasts that might do that? Do you know yeah. what I mean? So you've got to look at it both ways. And yes, their content their content's fantastic, especially Heart and Hand. Heart and Hand's amazing. Some of the stuff they've got, you know, and the and the, the wide range of shows that they do is, is frightening. We're not trying to be them. We're not trying to be four lads. <laughs> we're trying to be our own. And we're trying to make it unique. And we're trying to make it enjoyable. If it's not enjoyable, don't listen. That's my message. Can't say anything on that, mate, can I? No. Right, brings us on to the, the answers, or the answer to um, the brain teaser. Have you got any ideas? I do. Um, this player came to my mind, and I actually was getting mixed up because I thought we signed him from PSV, so I had oh, to no. Google it, but it was the other way about. Yeah. Signed him from Everton, as you said. Yep. Sold him to PSV, Michael Ball. Michael Ball is spot on. Another guy who played in the helicopter Sunday um, season, he played, and he suffered for a terrible injury at Ibrooks, which probably hampered his his time there a wee bit and he also I think with Rangers financial situation at the time I think if he played so many more fixtures for Rangers we would have to pay um, a certain amount of money and I think that happened this time as well but what a what a left back Michael Ball was for Rangers when he played yeah it's just it's it's crazy to look back and I always feel quite humbled to support a club that we've had just so many good players over the years do you know what I mean you couldn't you couldn't count on all your fingers and toes, they might have class players that we've had. So we have been very lucky to have some amazing players. 100%. And it's been great. So common theme between most of them, that they leave and they're always quite involved with the club afterwards. They've always got good words to say about it. I think that reflects well on us. Um, yeah. there's, there's a couple of players that you can, you can think of that come to mind, obviously, who are more so than others. But, yeah. but most of them always have good things to say about Rangers that when they leave, um, and some of them don't really okay maybe we don't play for the club anymore but some of them no, don't, they don't leave the, cu- the country you know yeah. Arthur Newmanite stayed here for years that John Oval obviously stayed here before he came to Rangers but he was just absolutely <laughs> steeped in Rangers and everything that it's about Daryl Pusher was another one who came to mind when he was here he took to the club and just uh, George Alberts there's so many over the years that you could that you could mention but I'm, I, I like the wee brain teaser thing because it maybe brings these players back and I know that guys like Alberts are far from their memories because they're always there but it maybe brings the, some of these players that are maybe lesser known back to the to the memories a wee bit and, and rem- just remember the good times with them. Certainly when you've got quite a lot of players obviously this is only one Michael Ball but we had 
what did we have seven players last time? Seven you know players. I mean? it, it gets you thinking. It's like it's, it is a good way to remember them because I, I I obviously missed one, so it yeah. shows you that I need to go back and. Yeah, and we were also we were also talking before we came on about how, um, well, actually when we came on about Ray Wilkins and stuff like that, and again Ray Wilkins, wow, what a, what a guy with all the stories you hear um, about Ray Wilkins and, and stuff like that. But do you think he actually played for Rangers? Scored an absolute screamer in an old firm game. What a what a club that we 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 support honestly with the the history and the, and, and the superstars that have played for us. I always think about that about Lydrip. Do you know what I mean? You watch him on, uh, you watch him on YouTube. You mm-hmm. think he played for us. He did that. A range of guys. He did that for us. Kaza comes into that as well. And Kaza played for us. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was I watching last night? Someone will have to. I I honestly cannot remember. I was watching something last night, and it, it's bad. I can't even remember the player, but we scored a goal. I think it might have been against Celtic, right? It was in the eighties. I think what a goal that is! Yeah, honestly, to to go and watch that type of football, <laughs> Ibrox. <laughs> I know that's why I feel sorry for some kids that started going to Ibrox in two thousand and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Since France and Daza, and, oh man, <laughs> I, was, I was in my glory. You know, I I honestly going up. 200 yards and watching them <laughs> against the Elgin. Oh, that was... That was... <laughs> making good thing out of it. Great for you, Callum, but I never want to do it again. <laughs> no, no. I, remember, I don't know if I've told this story before, <clears throat> but I always, I always tell this story. We... Um, it was down to Highbrox. Honestly, I cannot remember who, who it was against. And Bilal Mosney was, was playing. Did he... I could be wrong here. Did he have a trial at us before? Yeah. Signed? And I think he might have been on the bench or he maybe started, but he came on and he scored this overhead kick. And I thought, fuck, we have got a blinder of a player here. I was like, what a goal that is. I was like, this boy, he's going <laughs> to stay with us for a long time. And he packs a punch. <laughs> he does <laughs> uh, He's worth the signing for that. <laughs> right, it's the only punch we landed on him that day. To be fair, nowadays, Erwin, is he is he, is he, is he still at County? I don't know where he is now. I don't oh, know man. where he is now. He was a Rangers sport as well. And uh, he actually, I didn't know that. Uh, fucking madness, man, madness. But I think that kind of wraps us up for another week, mate. So thanks very much uh, for joining us. Obviously, we'll we'll touch base again tomorrow after the the Leon game and. The Rangers are back. Uh, Fucking buzzing. Finally, honestly. This is, it's just, oh, God. <laughs> right time, honestly. I can't wait. I can't wait. Right, yeah. mate. Speak to you soon. Yeah, catch you later. For your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 